Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story all about a hair in somebody's food. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, just keep your head down. You got it, boss. This malicious compliance is currently happening. I've been working for a couple of years for some Fortune 500 company in the US. I was hired on to do a job with creating training using a specific and rather niche digital adoption software that for some inexplicable reason took my two predecessors 40 hours a week or more to do. I had never even heard of it before getting hired, but it seemed like an easy enough software. After a couple of months, I could basically get everything handled for the week within about three hours, provided there weren't any emergencies. I started branching out into other technologies and responsibilities because my boss was fine with whatever I wanted to focus on, provided I ensured my main priority of upkeep on the software was done first. I found lots of ways to help out my coworkers and even invented a software program that really helped them automate some very tedious tasks. Fast forward a couple of years, and I've really done well with this random niche software. Been awarded highest honors at the time from the software company. Had case studies done about my work. Actually single-handedly saved my company $20 million in production loss alone, according to the case studies. I say all that only to highlight how dumbfounded I was when my boss, who I like as a person, but has never once given me a metric in my entire time here, said at my annual review that I did not exceed expectations and that I merely met expectations. Therefore, I was only entitled to a 2% raise that year. Um, what? Can't you just give me a tiny portion of that $20 million I saved the company instead of just giving all that to senior leadership's bonuses again? Also, even if I don't have metrics, I would think that if I ever did, Saving $20 million, getting an award, and having a case study of my work all in one year just might put me even slightly above those expectations. Here's the second thing that pissed me off. Remember all those extra duties I took on? Well, my boss wanted to make those official. I said, great, let's figure out a job title and salary that will incorporate those extra responsibilities. Initially, my boss was on board for that and asked me back in September to collect similar job postings for the role I was looking to move up to, interaction slash UX designer. I gave my boss what they asked for and then waited. I followed up on it every time we had a one-on-one meeting and my boss told me they were getting to it soon. For four months, I finally came right out and asked my boss what the issue was because they weren't giving me any real direction on how to get to the next steps for this role. My boss then informed me, it's tough times for the company, despite me literally editing a video from the CEO bragging about how revenue had never been higher literally the week before, boss hadn't even looked at the job qualifications I sent them, boss never even checked to make sure we could make this position happen in the first place, which in my mind should have been their very first thing to do before saying we could go for it. My newly created metric would include these extra duties, to which I promptly gave a great big vocal heck no to, and made them back down and remove them. 
I asked my boss about next steps for this now unobtainable position if this was what the reality was. Then I was hit with this line, just keep your head down this year and maybe next year we can revisit this conversation. Keep my head down? Well, okay then. Cue the malicious compliance. I did keep my head down into job boards. I put my head down into job interviews, when opportunities to volunteer my time at work to help with extra things. Instead of offering up my help, you best believe I kept my head down. Remember how I worked on this niche software? Turns out it's so niche and hard to find experienced people that finding another, better job wasn't hard at all. I put in my two weeks notice last week. Boss was dumbfounded. They're now panicking and asking me to do crash course knowledge transfer to others. As if I didn't already request this very thing multiple times to no avail for months. I think I'll just keep my head down instead for the remainder of my time. Boss's orders. With the level of carrying OP did for this company, how much good they did, and how OP was treated, in no way if I was an OP situation would I allow them to get any kind of training out of me. They burned that bridge four plus months ago. Do a case study on why you lost the person that saved you $20 million last year. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is The Soy Lady. I recently read a story in here that reminded me of a malicious compliance I did years ago. This is a weird but innocuous one, so I hope you enjoy. Many years ago, I worked at a small cafe. The customers were generally lovely, and it wasn't a very popular place due to it being in a weird location, so it was always slow and quiet. We often got regular customers in, and when I started, I was warned about the soy lady. She was an older woman who came in to order an extra large takeaway cup of extremely hot soy milk. The staff would heat two cups of soy milk to the edge of burning, put it on the counter and call her name. She would sit down at a table and wait for about five minutes after her name was called, then collect it. She then always came back to the counter after drinking half to complain the soy milk wasn't hot enough and demand for it to be redone for free. She also argued the cost, $3, relentlessly when she ordered at the counter. Our manager was a spineless weasel and hated customers getting Karen-y at the counter in case it caused other customers to think this is a bad place. So he always caved to her bizarre demands and would berate the staff in front of her so he would look good for being a tough manager. So shortly after I started, I met Soy Lady. It vaguely bothered me she was getting away with nasty comments to staff and an absolutely ludicrous addiction to lava hot soy milk because what the freak, but not enough to actually do anything about it. Until one day, my manager decided that it was our fault we couldn't make the soy milk to her specifications, which apparently costed the business a lot of money and he would take the full cost of her drink from our paycheck each time she returned it. Illegal? Yes. Immoral? Absolutely. Completely insane? You know it. So the next day, my manager decided to take the morning off, presumably due to the mutinous mood of the cafe staff. Soy Lady rocks up, argues to the cost of $3 as usual, pays and then says, don't forget to make it hot this time, with a nasty smirk on her face. Filled with sudden inspiration, I ask, as hot as I can make it? 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. She replied, yes, even though I doubt you could do it right. Neat. I insisted she wait at the counter because it was going to be ready immediately, filled up a metal jug with soy milk shoved it under the espresso steamer wand and let it scream. You're supposed to adjust the jug so the milk spins, but I just let it boil, screaming loudly as I stared blankly right at her horrified face. For what felt like two minutes, though probably shorter, she started to look nervous halfway through and every customer was staring. 45 seconds in, she started to try to tell me it was done, but I shouted, I think it can still get hotter, over the wail of the burning soy milk. Finally, I took it off the wand, which was now crusted brown with burnt milk, tripled up on the takeaway cups because it was unbearably hot, and then told we now charge $5 for cups of soy milk starting immediately, and we charge full price for refills. Management's orders. Not true, but I was done by that time. Interestingly, I never saw Soy Lady again. Some might say OP was out of line saying the $5 upcharge, but I think many more would say that the manager was out of line for trying to take this Karen's return money out of people's paychecks. Our next story is, we should build cheaper industrial control systems by using consumer grade components. What could go wrong? There's a phrase of knowing just enough to be dangerous. That happened with a relatively new division manager. He came from a company where they used relatively simple automation and lots of human labor to a highly automated place. Initially, I had high hopes as the manager went out of their way to ask engineers and technicians to explain what's going on. After that, several weeks of the manager figuring out their first steps, they settled on a genius idea. Instead of paying massive figures of money to industrial automation vendors and their equally expensive components, Then waiting for weeks or months because of many of those staff were constantly back-ordered. Why not use PCs, Arduinos, Raspberry Pis, and other consumer hardware to manage the production processes? It's just as safe as using a consumer PC to run a Boeing 737 Max's flight controls. After all, Windows never forced a restart for an update and consumer SSDs and hard drives can be trusted with years of continuous error-free operation, right? His goal was to get a new production line built faster and cheaper, as it was previously stalled hard from vendors not having the necessary components and telling us, we'll ship it when we get one. Thankfully, he had enough caution to ask for a demonstration system to be built in parallel with the ongoing new production line design, so that even if the demo system failed, the main project was unaffected. The malicious compliance from many technicians and engineers when designing and building the consumer-grade industrial control system was, ignore effects of temperature, humidity, and other environmental factors, 
Ignore vibration. Ignore electromagnetic interference. I had a good laugh when I saw a technician set up a mini PC right between two 480 volt three phase motors. Ignore dirty power. For example, hooking up a Raspberry Pi to a dirty 120 volt circuit. Because the objective is a cheap control system, unshielded copper clad aluminum ethernet cables were ordered and used. I'll let the IT folks explain why that is a bad idea. Pretend to not know how to program consumer hardware or lift a finger with trying to learn how to use them, while demanding the company to pay for expensive formal training courses, which management predictably hated that idea. For those that actually program said hardware, put heavy time-sensitive loads on the consumer hardware. Proper industrial controller devices are specifically designed to consistently complete their program tasks at every 10 milliseconds or whatever cycle time was set for them. Failure to complete tasks within the cycle time is unacceptable as it could lead to industrial processes going horribly wrong, such as a transfer mechanism trying to move when the clamping mechanism hasn't secured yet, resulting in a 60-pound metal part being yeeted into the air. Expecting Windows or Raspberry Pi to always finish their assigned tasks within 10 milliseconds is playing with fire. For the safety testing, see above. Ignoring failed safety tests for a new production line is a quick way to be asked to leave the company, and the manager wasn't stupid enough to pressure us to pencil with the safety tests. Speaking of safety, there was a requirement for in the event of a fault, the system has to safely handle it or the company's liability insurance would be voided and the company would get to eat the full workers' compensation and legal costs of someone being injured or killed. It was predictably a nightmare to design the industrial system to safely tolerate consumer hardware failures. Many industrial system peripherals were designed for compatibility with specific industrial controllers which meant additional engineering work was required to make those peripherals compatible with the consumer hardware. Industrial vendors refused to help. Use these programmable logic controller models, we don't support Arduino. Ticket closed. The staff at the company would not do it themselves without formalized project plans, which further added to the costs and delays. Another manager threw a fit when they learned that the demo system couldn't accept live programming changes and thus required downtime to make logic changes, and insisted that that feature has to be implemented at any cost because they hated downtime, which we never got around to that feature request. Programmable logic controllers allow the programs to be edited and uploaded while still running for zero downtime. Part of the reason why the vendors charged so much is for their support. Anything that went wrong with the consumer hardware, we were on our own compared to the industrial vendors who would fly technicians to our site for troubleshooting. Speaking of downtime, it's not uncommon for industrial systems to have uptime in the span of plus five years, and sometimes about a decade. Turning them off and back on can be highly risky because sometimes things break as a result of the power cycling. I would not trust consumer hardware to have that same level of uptime without running into an error. Someone lost a chunk of the programming for an Arduino. Normally for programmable logic controllers, you can download their logic and the comments. If the previous programmers used them, if you lost your original copy. Recovering a running logic from an Arduino. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you